hugging out with Henrietta. Thank you for coming down to hang out with me today. Please oh. introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Mark Adebeshi. And what do you do? I'm a filmmaker, I'm a director and a producer. So, so when did you first decide that making films was going to be your vocation or your passion and your chosen career? I've always wanted to create things. I would always look at myself as a creative person. And I think as a filmmaker, if you do not have that passion to be creative on set or to be able to create from your own story to your own um, visual representation. Um, I wouldn't want to look upon you as a filmmaker, but you also have to look at the fact that um, there are different elements to filmmaking. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a different journey for everybody. Um, and when did your journey in particular I, I would say three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So up until three years ago, was it just a dream in the pipeline? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, because in Nollywood, if you want to make a film, it always has to do with finance. So obviously, finance, being an independent filmmaker, it's always tough okay. when you're investing your own finance into a film and you always have to ask yourself, can you actually do it? Okay. First question, do you have the financial muscle to do it? and what quality and what standard do you want to create? So that's quite important. And it's kind of like what the Bible says when it says, what manner of man wants to build a house and doesn't, first of all, calculate his cost. You know, so it, it, finance is the biggest obstacle for any filmmaker in the Nollywood industry, to be specific. What, when, so would you say there was like a crucial, like a critical point in your life where you thought you ticked all those boxes and you yeah. were just going to jump into the deep end? Because we can linger on things for a while. Yeah. We can say we're going to do something, you can plan, you can prep, and there's just a point in your life, like I saw a little post on your Instagram where you just jump. When did you just jump? Um, <laughs> I would say the first time I created was a, a short film. Okay. And that was a, a learning curve in its own right. Okay. Um... And was you was it did it was it well received? Was there oh, yeah, lots of yeah, respect we had, after that? We had over people contacting 16,000 um, views okay. on YouTube. So it, it was well received. It won an award. Mm -hmm. It won Zafar Award um, for the best short film. And um, this is the tie. This is this is uh, a this tie dog. Tied up. Yes. And that's two thousand sixteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the reasons why it's always good to do something short first is because when you're doing a full feature film. If you make a mistake, your regret is always going to be bigger. Can so, I just have to ask, in regards to the title, yeah. what, is it, why did the Oyu guy have to have like an African accent? Is that something Nollywood um, producers want, or Nollywood audience want, should I say? The guy, the way he was talking to um, the Farez. Um, Farez is... is From um, the British point of view, I was just... I was well, like, he, oh. he, he grew up here, he's okay. Lebanese, and okay. he is um, he's a director, okay. and he's an actor. So... I'm not sure he's directed before. I think his music videos, he's directed his music video, but you know, directing a film. He's gone back to Nigeria to follow his acting passion okay. at the moment. And you know, fingers crossed we'll be getting something from him soon. Have you lived all your life um, between Nigeria and the UK or mostly where? I, I spent a couple of years in Germany. Okay. Um, but predominantly I've lived in between UK and Nigeria, Lagos to be specific. So that's why you would definitely, would you say that's why Nollywood was definitely the route you was going to take and say not Hollywood? Ah, Hollywood... Um, <laughs> oh, is it still a dream in the well, pipeline? Well, well it, 
I would always want to create a film that can cut across all industries. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when you do that, I think that's what I would call the holy grail. Okay. You know, where you cut across all creeds. Typical example is The Black Panther. Mm-hmm. is a film that was well received by the African audience mm-hmm. and it was well received by the Hollywood um, audience as well, as well. So creating a film like that, it takes um, planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes you understanding the best time to release it mm-hmm. and how you want the audience to receive it. So it's a mix of um, mix and match. Because when we look, so if you t- take something like Black, Black Panther, for example, yeah. when we look at Black Panther, you would see that just as a, a really good movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we will say, oh, it's Hollywood, but just internationally, it would just be seen as a good movie, you know, produced and made yeah. by Americans. Do you want Nollywood now to kind of leave the kind of, in terms of when you make your movie, it not to be seen as a Nigerian movie and just a good movie. Do you want Nollywood to get to that standard? I think Nollywood, it's, it's, just, it's just, for me, I think it's just a matter of time. Okay. Um, Nollywood will get to that stage. Okay. Um, but just like Hollywood and just like Bollywood, mm-hmm. where you have the um, life of Pi, you know, mm-hmm. an Oscar and yeah. all that, you would always find film, one or two films that just cross over yeah. and come, come back. So, as Africans, we create... African films for us, yeah. by us. Mm-hmm. So, but Nollywood's received by so many people. It is. It's it massive is. in the Caribbean. Oh, you yeah. see it in their mm-hmm. hotels on the yes. TV. Yes. So even though we're making, it's like Americans. I don't think when Americans make movies, they think, oh, we there's possibly going to be Africans mm-hmm. that watch it or Asians yeah. watch it. They just make it, and yeah. we all just endorse Enjoy. it. Yeah. So I think Nollywood already has that. Oh yeah, um, we do. We have that. We have already. we have that um, international acclamation. Mm-hmm. As it stands, I mean, in terms of um, the amount we generate commercially mm-hmm. every year on year, I think we have just about um, overtook Bollywood as it stands. So we're at the top now. Would you say no, 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 no. We're not. We're not yet there. We're not yet at the top. Um, I think the quality has increased. Is is improved tremendously mm-hmm. over the years, and I think it's just going to get better. And I think it's just a matter of time before we do a film that will cross over and be internationally accepted across the globe. Would you say some of the things that may be holding Nollywood back is the amount of movies they turn out not always at the best quality? Would you say... Well, we're talking about quality and quantity. Yeah, that's... Uh, Well, yes, those are two extreme spectrums, but you also have to look at the fact, virtue of the fact that majority of the films, in terms of percentage, are done by independent filmmakers. Okay. It's... um, it's a very risky industry mm-hmm. um, when you invest your personal finance because we st- the biggest challenge Nollywood faces today is distribution. Okay. You know, being able to distribute your film is, is tough. Yeah. How do most people go about distribution? I mean, now well, you need, Netflix you, you need, and stuff. What, well, you uh, can't just... Change, you can't, well, is that changing a bit well, now? Looking at Netflix, you can't just approach Netflix. You have to go through an aggregator. Okay. You have to go through a distributor who would... Pick up that film from you, and because we've seen Nollywood now. Oh yeah, yeah, it is, it is. So we're breaking those barriers. Yeah, but um, in terms of um, power, in terms of um, quantity, Mm -hmm. I think Rock Roku is still the biggest for non for the biggest platform for Nollywood films. Yeah, and you have one of your films. Yes, I do. Thank you. (laughs) 
And regards to like, what do you what would you say? Nollywood in London, Nollywood in the UK, different. Because you, what what do you refer to that? Nollywood UK, Nollywood. Yeah, well, I still call it Nollywood because you, you don't you don't you don't go to Paris and say. Paris, no, but they've got a diff, It's got a, a slightly different feel to it. No, you don't feel um, like the Three Kings, for example. Would you? That's like. Yeah, that's I, I, I noticed. I noticed um, people who enjoy that film mm-hmm. were actually kids. Younger people, yeah, of this particular generation, yeah. they actually felt the story, yeah, and I found it a bit shocking. It was more accepted by people here in the UK yeah, than it was in Nigeria because, mm-hmm. you know, um, typical example was my the first diaspora, feature film. Yeah, diaspora. Typical example is my first uh, feature film, Talking mm-hmm. Dolls. Yeah, I noticed that it was. <laughs> thank you. You might have I, seen me on the red carpet for that as well. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, if, if you notice, there was a bit of a. Feedback regarding how the audience interpreted a lady being chased out of the house. I mean, in UK, in winter, if a guy chases a lady out of the house, mm-hmm. the way you think, the way your judgment takes effect is different. In Nigeria, you're always going to find an uncle, an auntie, who will take you in. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. But well, somebody, your best mate kicks you out without you having a job. Mm, that's, you just want to... That's second-class citizen exactly. business. So <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a very um, it's a very tough um, call. But I think... You so understanding how the audience will ac- accept that what, as a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well. it was one of two things that people pulled, pulled me up and said, how come the lady was pushed out of the house and... Which could have always gone to an uncle and an auntie. I said, well, when, when you are a migrant and you live in a country that's not your fatherland mm-hmm. or your motherland and you don't really have any family, that, 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 yeah, that you. core, yeah. you'll find out that you just move into the nearest guy's place. Mm-hmm. And obviously, whatever is whatever decisions that are made mm-hmm. there, you have to live with it. Yeah. And how did they receive that storyline, the talking those storyline? Because it, it's even talking about abuse and stuff in mm-hmm. our community and yes. our culture, things like that swept under the carpet. Mm-hmm. To actually see it on a big screen, it was in the cinemas in Nigeria. Yes, as well. it was. So, it was. You know, people must have been talking a lot about people, talking, people, people so, it. People loved it. People loved it. Mark's pushing the boundaries. Yeah, a risk well, taker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because um, I wouldn't have done that type of thing, right? Why? why you know, I'm you... talking about other producers may have been thinking, well, I wouldn't have directors. Mm, that's not a story. Well, in and the... it's not a storyline I would have seen in a lot of Nollywood movies. To be yes, honest. because um, I noticed that a couple of people were not willing to push, well, comfortable <laughs> and willing to push um, the true reflection of who we are and what we are. We, and what happens we, in our community. Yeah, what yeah. happens, because we, you would find out that it's not as if Rape and all that doesn't, and child molestation doesn't happen mm. here in, 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 in European countries. It mm. does. Uh, you will find that we curtail it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of my scriptwriters when I got to Nigeria, and um, she was telling me that, oh, if a guy invites you to his hotel room and you make the mistake of going there and something happens, you can't, you can't go yeah. to the police station and report. I said, yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. And she was like, Mr. Mark, no, it doesn't work like that. If you walk into the police station, the first thing the police officer is going to pull you up on is, Why what were you doing in this hotel yeah. room in the first place? And they just shove you outside. I said, well, that is wrong. Mm. When a no man consent, forces yeah. himself on a woman, consent it's called consent, rape. Yeah. And I don't see any reason why you can't pull an individual up on that and report that individual. I, I think we have very good laws in Africa. 
but the biggest thing is implementing those laws okay. is the biggest challenge we're facing at the moment. And I think the mindset of our leaders and the lawmakers and the guys who have to implement the law, the, the mindset needs to be changed and retuned. I think there's a lot of training that still that needs to go into that. Um, there's a lot of knowledge that needs to be passed to those people that handle those core pillars in our communities in Africa. Can you see yourself making a quite political movie, a movie that will maybe um, rustle some political um, people? Yeah, I, I think, yes. I, political I, 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 I think if you're a filmmaker like myself mm -hmm. that hasn't yet made a, a name, a big name for himself. And you've yet. already pushed the boundaries. Kind well, of well I'm, I'm pushing people. the boundaries, but yeah. if you make a film that makes a commercial impact, mm -hmm. and you now make a film that now makes a commercial yeah. statement, mm -hmm. People typical typical Africans will accept you more. It's just it's 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 kind of like you say money talks and mm -hmm. bullshit takes a hike. So if, if you do it like that in that order, you're being very strategic. Mm -hmm. I mean, the typical African audience they are not forgiving. You know, you do something and they don't like it, they will tell you. Okay. Yeah. And, and would that have an effect on them watching your other movies? Not necessarily. No, 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 the, the funny thing about the, the typical African audience is if they like something, they tell you straight they like it. If they don't like it, they tell you they don't like it. They don't, they don't, they don't mind words when it comes to things like that. So, Mark, so we've talked about what's the tie, the tire? The tied up. The tied up, talking yeah. dolls. Yeah, and the accidentals by uh, the Three Kings. So, what's next? Well, the alternate is. Um, it's going to be in the cinema on the 19th of um, April. UK, in the next Nigeria, of days. Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, we've done the premiere here in the UK oh, um, already. Um, I didn't get a shout out for that, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, but once that hits the cinema, I'm going to study what the response to that will be yeah. for the Nigerian audience. That's one. And how do you tend um, to go about doing that? Oh, uh, yeah. You're oh, gonna sorry. get. You're gonna get. Oh, I mean, we live. We live in a digital age okay, where sorry. people are gonna put their comments out on okay. social media, and from Snapchat to Twitter, and people who know me personally that I've not even met physically, okay. they will reach out. I mean, mm. my last film, they did reach out. Okay. You know, because my phone number is there, they would always reach out and send me a WhatsApp message about what they felt could have been improved. Because a film can always be better. And how are you with taking criticism about your work? Do you take it pretty well? Or? Yes, I do. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You see how we look at even those poor No, 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 no. I, I take no, criticism because um, I'm a business analyst and I'm also a project manager. So if I do not take criticism, mm -hmm. I'm not willing to grow. Okay. So I, I'm, a, I'm an individual who wants to grow. And I'm not going to... I've only been to Nigeria twice in the last 16 years. I'm not going to sit here and tell you understand the Nigerian audience. No, oh, I'm still you? studying the Nigerian audience. Oh my audience. gosh, only been twice in the last yeah, six years. Yeah. And, and both, both, so, both, times were, both times were last year. So what can we expect from now? Well, I've got um, two films I'm, I'm working on mm -hmm. at the moment. One is a dance movie, okay. which has your typical elements of love, betrayal, mm -hmm. passion, and um, regrets. Uh, I've got that in the pipeline. The script is ready. Mm -hmm. And I've also got um, another film. Typical which is Nigerian storylines. Well, passion, betrayal. No, they're very, yeah, they're very yeah, like Nollywood, yeah. right? Well, they're it's, very it's, like it's, Nollywood it's typical, ingredients. Yes, yeah. they're Nollywood ingredients. But one, one ingredient you, you and I have missed out is comedy. 
if, oh, yeah, if, you, if yeah. you study yeah. typical success stories, mm-hmm. that's commercial success stories of Nollywood films, yeah. you'll find there's always that element of comedy. comedy You've yeah. got, if you go on Wikipedia and go and check, you know, top 50, top 60 grossing films yeah. in Nigeria, you find that a good 80% chunk of them yeah. are predominantly comedies. Life's hard out there. We need to laugh sometimes, right? Yeah, it's, 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 you know you need to laugh. Look, 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 look at it this way. Um, your typical audience who go to the cinema, they there's going to be a paradigm shift soon, mm-hmm. but they want to go to the cinema, sit down there, watch something that's going to make them laugh, something that's going to make them happy. Mm-hmm. You have your typical guy who does your typical nine to five. He's stressed out. Yeah. He just wants to go and unwind and relax. Forget and laugh. about yeah. If, if about you put up a, if you put up a, a comedy show mm-hmm. for an hour and you put a Nollywood film an hour. Mm-hmm. And say tickets, guys, come and get it. Mm-hmm. You'll find that you get a sold out hall for the comedy show. That's because we want to laugh. Mm. It's who we are. We want to laugh. Have you tried to approach any big comedians to be featured? Uh, there's, there's movies? going forward. Mm-hmm. I think my next two films. There's always going to be an element of comedy because, as a you filmmaker, you see that as a collaboration. Try and get some with a comedian. Um, I, 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 I could, I could get one or two comedians, but yeah. I would prefer a situation where I have comedy incorporated into my script. Um, one of the films I, I watched at the cinema was Alakadadon by Tony Aimaku. And I, I sat down there looking at it from two perspectives. One, the technical perspective and the commercial perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no disrespect to Tony Aimaku. She's a, she's a great filmmaker. Um, and I found out, looking at it, I, I could tell myself, it's almost as if every single scene, there was a cautious effort to add an element of comedy to it mm-hmm. to make sure the audience laugh. Yeah. And I sat down there asking myself, okay, let's see how this film is going to go. Mm-hmm. And months in the cinema, it made over 70 million naira. Wow. And it was a film from my knowledge, it was about 5 million. So looking at this commercial success of that, that's, that's huge. Yeah. So if you can, I'm not saying if you use that strategy, it's always going to work for mm-hmm. you, but she used it well and she used it brilliantly. So it's not like we don't appreciate quality, we do, yeah. but our audience, we put comedy above quality for now. But there is going to be that paradigm shift. Typical example is King of Boys that was done by Kim Yaditiba. Mm-hmm. That was a, a, a film that oozed quality end to end. There was nothing comedy about it. It was a very serious film. Mm-hmm. It made over 300 million mm-hmm. in the cinema. So we, there's going to be a time where Comedy is going to take the back seat, okay. and then serious films are now going to take their stand in the main frame of good, successful stories in Nollywood. But for now, we're not yet there. Mm-hmm. My, my prayer is to see a government that would fix um, a lot of social ills in our community, mm-hmm. in Africa. And if those are fixed, that paradigm shift would... It's going to be a gradual yeah. process where I mean, filmmakers, are film, film, serious films are going to be more embraced. I, st- I remember Omatola, I watched a video, mm-hmm. a little snippet of Omatola at the end of 2018, and she was talking about stuff that's um, things that are stopping investment of Nollywood oh, movies, yeah. even international mm-hmm. from Americans yeah. on and so forth, people coming over, seeing kind of the social ills, the climate of the country, and not feeling that Nigeria is at a place where they can invest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really sad because she was she mentioned things like the area boys and yeah. investment yeah. so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And it makes you think that 
is the government holding back an industry that could be taken mm. to another level or you wouldn't you would say no I wouldn't necessarily say yes and I wouldn't say no. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what the challenges are. Yeah. The, the challenges, one, the distribution. That's one. Okay. Two, you have a country of over 180, 190 million mm -hmm. people, chaotic people, mm -hmm. and you find you have mm -hmm. roughly 30 cinemas. It's not going to cut the mustard. It's not, mm -hmm. We don't have enough cinemas. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there are two things. Mm -hmm. there, there are two ends to it. You find out that even here in the UK, people don't go out to watch films in the cinema like we used to. Oh, but it's That's price. I think it's price of cinema as well, and how changes have happened in regards to Netflix, streaming. Well, you know, there's all ways you could. That's that, now. That's 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 the advantage mm. of living yeah. in the diaspora. We have broadband regularly available. Yeah, on it's things have changed. At home with and everywhere. Yeah. Now, Nigeria and African countries mm. generally we, we're not yet there. there yeah. Now, because we're not yet there. People are more pushed to go and watch films in cinema. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. some go for the hype. Yeah. Some take their to-be spouse or girlfriend or fiancé or whatever mm -hmm. to the cinema. Well, I've had guys who call me up and say, I've taken five girls to go and watch wedding party. And I asked why. I said, oh, they were all different girls. Well, you know. Oh, my so, God. you know... <laughs> There's always, there's always a, it's, it's, it's an there's end. There's always one. There's always, there's always one. one. So there's always, there's always, an, there's always an end to, to yeah. why people go and watch um, specific films. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, so one of the few people that I would credit with the way and manner in which she um, strategizes and pushes is Moabudu. She is very strategic with the way she, she packages a media, um, platforms to okay. push these films. Mm -hmm. She's very um, smart about the type of storyline she also pushes. Um, she, knows what the, she, knows, she knows what the audience wants and she gives yeah. it to them. So for me as a filmmaker, there's, there's always going to be a time in my own specific career that I'm going to just say, damn, damn, damn the consequences. I'm just going to give the audience exactly what they want. Okay. And if it works, it works. You know. But you have to stay true to yourself. Oh yeah, of course, of course. As well as of course, of course, of course. I'm seeing in general the the spec the spotlight is on Africa now with the music, the fashion, the food. I remember growing up here in the eighties, it wasn't fashionable to be African. That was like embedded in us from cultural um you know, culture we received from our mums and our dads from home, but you see, you hear it in the streets, you mm -hmm. go to schools, yeah. you go to, I mean, it's absolutely everywhere. How is Nollywood keeping up with that, that um, hunger and that thirst now, for Africa, the African flavour? Well, to, to be honest, we, when Nollywood started, mm -hmm. I mean, people just look at Nigerians as ritualists or mm -hmm. people who always, Juju, and all that. The, so the so that, 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 that paradigm mm -hmm. has changed with the way they look at Africans now because, um, they see that, oh, those guys know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So the music, that's one of the reasons why I want to mm -hmm. shoot a damn film as one of my next yeah. films, because I'm looking at a way where I can infuse Afrobeat into, yeah. into it and bring the Afrobeat audience into the cinema to come and watch yeah. a dance movie. Because they've um, already kind of seen um, some of the actors, because you have had Alex Okubo in some... Alex Okubo. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Alex Okubo. Alex Okubo. Yeah, go on. He was in Yemi Alade video. Yes. Looking for my Johnny. There was yes. another, like, loved one she did. I can't yeah. remember it off my head. So we're starting to see that partnership already. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you want it done um, your way. Yes. 
And um, could you see like a soundtrack happening? Yeah, um, I have, I have, I have a very close friend of mine, Emeka Wanchuku, who's okay. in Canada. He's already creating beats for the film okay. as we speak. Um, but one of my strategy is to use um, as many Afrobeat songs that are good enough for the mm -hmm. film. So I'm going to be getting their rights from the artists that own them, mm -hmm. get the rights, and be able to infuse that. Yeah. And you know, obviously, the soundtrack is definitely going to come out of that. That's for sure. And I think it's gonna, I don't know what you think, but it will see a coming together of tribes, which you say, because you, isn't it fair to say, I don't know, I could totally be wrong, but when I look at the whole, even the big Afrobeat artists blowing down, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of the Yoruba, right? Is there a lot of there's the Yoruba, there's Igbo. But there's, I mean, the, ones, the big, the big, big ones, yeah. you're talking about David O'Wiz, Kitty, there's mm -hmm. a lot of Yorubas, and it has it ha it seems to have that feel in regards to the Afrobeat and the music mm -hmm. industry in terms of Nigeria and in terms of Nollywood, mm -hmm. I think the Ibo seem to be quite fronting and quite. Am I going into dangerous territory? I don't know. But what I'm That's saying your, is, you, you isn't need... that a nice collaboration? If we could bring the, I'm just saying, historical yeah. ills within the tribes and stuff are still always there, and there's still always tribal tension, wouldn't you say? Well, I spoke to. I'm just saying it's a nice way of bringing people together. Well, I have, I, to I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to sit down here and lie to you and say I've not heard it. I've not seen it with my own eyes. Okay. But I, I have heard... Um, I've heard it too, that's I, what I've yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Yoruba actors who have said, oh, there is that cultural divide where yeah. um, the Igbos want to be, you know, using just the Igbos to do films and Yoruba's yeah. want to... But I've not seen it. Okay. And if I've not seen something, it would be very ill of me to, to speak. Say, yeah about it. Okay. I can't form an opinion about it. Yeah, you know, but I've heard. But I know. what I was what I was trying to say, I don't know, I think I got a bit tongue tied, yeah. is that if we could bring the whole the music industry coming into together, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah of course. Of get rid of, of course. or move into a new era where we're not carrying that baggage well, and those types of Well, look, look, look at it this way. One of the reasons why it's going to be um, a bit challenging mm -hmm. to fuse to bring musical artists into Nollywood is this. Now look at it this way. You're an actor mm -hmm. and I sing. Yeah. Well I'm, I'm waiting gone. for you to make me an actor still, Mark. <laughs> yes, I'm still waiting. We'll get there, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. A typical a typical Fowls who sings and he also acts. Yeah. He 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 would sit down there and say, You're calling me to come and act in a seven day, ten day film. Yeah. How much am I how much are you gonna pay me? Okay. Yeah? Now he goes on, on stage, spends 30 minutes on stage, and he gets paid X amount of millions. Okay. So, you saw that there's, there's that huge gap between how much an artist gets paid and how much an actor will okay. get paid. Mm -hmm. So, someone like, so, so, someone like Fowles, depending on where his, um, his passion lies, mm -hmm. but at, at the moment, I think his passion lies between both walls. So... Are you, are, but are, would you say the Nollywood actors are reaching that kind of superstar status. They kind of are already in Nigeria. And in regards to endorsements and receiving other forms of income from the movies, wouldn't that entice certain people? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge difference between um, stardom or being a superstar and a celebrity. Okay. Two different yeah. things. But a lot of people look at it as if it's one and the same. It's not. So, is there film festivals coming up? What, yes. What, what the, the second... second Second well, edition. See some of these amazing people. Yeah, you've got the second edition of the um, UK Nollywood Film Festival, mm -hmm. which will be held um, 
the next couple of months. Where is we that going to be? It's going to be at Odeon Cinema. Okay. At the moment, we're looking at getting extra um, screens to show. When are we going to hit Leicester Square? That, that, well, we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had, we've we've had, um, I mean, I went to Leicester Square to watch, um, last time I went there was to go and watch the CEO, which was done by Kuna Afro Lion, a few, a few years back. But like, you know, because you're saying, listen, it's not like one of them, it's like a festival, do you know what I mean? Wouldn't it be nice to... Well, it would be nice, but funding is very important, because funding a film festival in a diaspora is not as easy as funding one in, in Nigeria. Because mm -hmm. when you reach out for sponsorship and, and media partners, mm -hmm. the first question they're going to ask you is, how far is the X amount of pounds I'm dropping on the table? How far is it going to go in terms of reach? Okay. So, you know, answering those questions for now, because we're still trying to build. Building a foundation has always been very tough. It's never been easy mm -hmm. to try and build a foundation. So it, it will take a couple of years to build it, to be strong enough, to be able to now stay okay. This is what the statistics for the last couple of years has been. And this is what we think the reach will be. Before you can now say, okay, I'm, I'm stating this what you can get based on how much you're going to leverage in terms of sponsorship. Have you seen a sponsorship increase for you guys, even though you're using places like this? There's nothing wrong with it, OGM, but yeah. you're putting on the awards. Well, in Nigeria at the moment, we've had a couple of... Um, a couple of media partners mm -hmm. that have come on board. We've had about six, seven. Okay. Metro FM and some other ones, Genesis Cinema and all that, all coming on board. And it's only going to get better. Okay. I, I don't um, I don't see a situation where it's going to get worse because every single year, it was, we have a lessons learned log where we look back and say, what did we, did we do wrong last year and to make it better? Improve. Yeah. So what would you say, what's your dream collab for the future? What kind of dream collaboration would you can you see yourself doing well, either within the Nollywood industry or within Hollywood or Bollywood or wherever? Mm. What would your dream um, be? I've always wanted to work with um, me, obviously. I would love to work with Will Smith. Okay. Because uh, didn't we see an Ameri a big American? Um, he did. He did. A, he did. A, he did a true life film. Okay. Uh, I think it was called Fusion. Was it I can't remember. I know one of them did. A he did, he did yeah, it was. A, he did. A, we did one where it was a true life story about mm -hmm. um, uh, a Nigerian who was a doctor. Was, I, yeah. I know there was one. I can't remember mm. off my head. Yeah, very, very nice film. Yeah, I know yeah. there's one. Yeah, I think it, I think it's called Fusion. If my memory is not um, playing up on me right now, and, and and that was a fantastic film where he played a Nigerian doctor who went out of his way. To do a lot of research and development on um, the damage to a human brain based on collision, for because the NFL is a huge institution, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of um, brain um, head clashes yeah. when you play that game, mm -hmm. and he had to prove because there was a there was a lot of um, side effects okay. to um, ex NFL football players mm -hmm. who had a lot of psychological trauma. And no one was really looking into. Nobody was looking at, okay. at, at the trend. And he had to do a lot of um, autopsy to try and prove beyond reasonable doubt. And they, they you know, the the so-called NFL institution tried their best to shut him down mm -hmm. and, and you know, cut him out of yeah. the whole thing. And is you know, it true based on the true life? Yeah, it is. It is based on the yeah, Nigerian yeah, doctor. Yes, yes, oh. yes. I mean, at the end of the film, the Nigerian doctor had a, a monologue. Oh. And at the end of the film, it's a true life story. Hence, one of the reasons why I really appreciated the film. 
because it, it painted Nigerians in very good light. Positive light. Yes, positive light. As opposed to what we usually face. Yes. <laughs> Are you ever going to go from behind the camera to in front of the camera, or have you done that already? Mm, Can you ever well, see yourself? It, 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 it's, it's something I've been told to do. Okay. Uh, it, it's something I've done in, I think, two of my films. Um, the Three Kings being one of them, because the guy who was supposed to play the inspector, okay. who was supposed to be uh, in, uh, interrogating an individual, he came to set almost three hours late, and oh, by God. the time he got there, they just said, oh, he's done it. Mm -hmm. I had to do that myself, because mm -hmm. it was just a couple of lines, and, you know, they, he had light, lit up the set. So throw it in the deep end. Yeah, still throw it in the deep end. <laughs> and how did, you, how did it feel? It, it felt fine. Could you see yourself at home in front of the camera more often? Um, or you preferred being behind it? I prefer being behind, but okay. if I'm thrown in front of the, the deep end to be in front of the camera, it's, it's I mean, just like now. I mean, I'm in front of the camera. Yeah. I'm not shying away from it. So I, I think um, both ends of the spectrum, so I could always deliver. And, okay, so in regards to being behind the camera, what do you prefer for producing or directing? Or do you well, I, I think I'm still harnessing my skills as a director. Okay. Um, I've only done one, and that has made, made um, the cinemas on merit in Nigeria already, which is, which is good. Um, my next film, I'm hoping to direct it, but if I if I can lure one or two directors and they say, Mark, we don't want you directing, I'm, I'm just going yeah, to stick to producing. I, I think my producing skills are excellent, but my directing skills can always get better because as a director, you're always going to get better okay. at what you do. I mean, mm -hmm. typical example, I'm very confident if you look at the likes of Spike Lee and you ask him, mm -hmm. if you were asked to redirect the first two, three films, do you think you can do things better? They're going to say, hell yes. Yeah. So it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve, yes. And do you have any mentors you tend to like to work with or you kind of just like check in and ask to check on you or just, you know, um, at, at the talk moment, you through I, 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 things? At the moment, I've not... Um, inspiration from? I've only worked um, with myself and I think I've worked with one or two other directors at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be amazed you learn from even your owner on mm -hmm. set. So uh, I've always been an individual that's always been open to changes and improvements. I would not say because I'm a director and say it must be my way. No. Yeah. Now, if you if you speak to some actors, they they say, oh, he's a he's an actor's director. That means he's the kind of director that gives actors a free hand on set. There are certain times that um, free hand meaning and meaning that meaning that you you allow them to deliver things their way. Their way. Okay. But if it doesn't you work. Get the best out of people that you, way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to mention names, but no, I, no, no. I, I have. Um, I have. I have. Um, I have. I have seen actors who actually went on on set and had their own specific way of delivering things, okay. and the director didn't necessarily like it. Okay. But in post production, they ended up using that in the final cut of the film. Okay. So that's why sometimes you have some films where. You categorically mention it and say this is the director's cut. Okay. And the director's cuts and what comes to the audience sometimes can be different, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Because you always have to have the producer's head on mm -hmm. and say what is going to be more commercially appealing to, yeah, to the, the audience. The and you cut it to that specification. Mm -hmm. But you now say, okay, this is the way I would have preferred. Yeah. Then you cut it to your own, as a director, if you're the director, and inside, and that's what you call the director's yeah. cut. Okay. Yeah. So what, what message have you got to anyone watching this, listening to this, that wants to get into your field of work? What could be, what's the... What never, you... never let any individual mm -hmm. tell you you're not good enough or you can't do it or you're okay. not qualified. Um, I think if you believe in yourself enough, 
go ahead and do what you believe in. Anything's possible. Yeah. I think it's um, your passion would always overshadow a lot of things. But there's something called passion and there's something you called you either having it or not having it. You could have the passion to act and not have it. Okay. And you could have the passion to direct and not know how to direct. You could have the passion to produce and not be able to produce. So you need to have, you need to be able to determine whether you can or can't. Okay. There are a couple of actresses and actors I know, mm -hmm. personally, one-on-one, -on -one, who will tell you they want to, they have the passion to act, and they just can't deliver. Okay. I mean, it's like you're trying to tell an individual, I'll come and do this role, and you're there for like an hour. And they're not able and, to. And yeah, they're not, so you, you can't tell an individual who doesn't have something to give you something. So you're on set as a director, and you're trying to direct an individual and say, do it like this, do it like this. They if they don't have it, they don't have it. Have it. So that on that note, we're going to have to end. But before we go, I yeah. just need you to tell people what motivates you, what inspires you, what empowers you, the purpose of our show. Well, um, one thing that motivates me is the fact that I want to leave a legacy. Okay. I want to leave a mark. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, my, name, my name is Mark. I want to leave a mark in life. Yeah. Um, I want a situation where my legacy lives on after me. Mm -hmm. And, um, he wants to be talking about marketing, production, and yeah. Well, look at it this way: I want my film to continue to make money even yeah. if I'm dead. And <laughs> so, that that enough is enough to inspire an individual to create something that will always continue to make money for you. Um, I remember that I was having a conversation with um, a colleague of mine, and she said, and I quote: "Why do you want to shoot in 4K? I can shoot." In a normal DSLR. And I said, Madam, if you do a film and I do a film, same film, you shoot yours with a DSLR, I shoot mine in 4K. I'm sell mine better than you. In the next 20 years, I'll still be able to sell my film at a better value than yours. And that kind of ended the conversation. Because knowledge is power. You either know it or you don't. So but when you get into an argument and you start arguing and saying, This is what works, you're you're only limited to your knowledge. And if you don't know it, you don't know it. Thank you. So thank, thank you, you for much. coming to hang out with me today. It's been a blast. Hanging out with Henry.